Welcome to the podcast filled with his love. I'm Russ Osgathorpe, your host. So when I was serving as Sunday School General President, I had a meeting with Elder Neil L. Anderson. My counselors and I were escorted into his office. I remember this very well. And we were asked to wait for Elder Anderson, who was in another meeting. So we waited for some time, actually very uncharacteristic, but it took a little time for him to get there. When he entered, Elder Anderson said, I've been in a meeting with Elder Packer, and here's something I want you to remember. Someday, you and I will be able to say we knew Boyd K. Packer. End quote. Elder Anderson's comment has remained with me. I count it a great blessing to have known Elder Packer. He was the one who set me apart as an Area 70 and visited with me after I had been called to serve in the Sunday school. It was Elder Packer who rode with me in the elevator after the meeting when Come Follow Me curriculum was approved. As the elevator descended, he looked up at me while seated in his wheelchair, gently took my arm, and said, Well done, my son. Well done. He was a very kindly man, which sometimes people didn't actually see, but he was a very kind and loving man. Some have said that except for the presidents of the church, Elder Packer has likely been one of the most quoted general authorities in this dispensation. Many of his talks became classics. One of those was his talk, Worthy Music, Worthy Thoughts. If you didn't hear this talk when he gave it, you have likely heard it quoted. He began the talk by describing how, as a young boy, he had trouble getting the water to flow in the irrigation ditch, because the furrow was so full of weeds. Then someone came by with a hoe and showed him how to clear the ditch, clear the weeds out. And he said, if you want the water to stay its course, you'll have to make a place for it to go. Fairly simple advice, but for a young elder packer, it was very instructive. He likened this to our thoughts, elder packer did. If we want to get rid of an unwanted thought, we've got to replace it with a positive thought, and let the negative one go. Christopher Berglund, a psychologist, published an article just two days ago entitled, The Best Way to Control Unwanted Thoughts. In the article, he cites a recent study, a very recent study, I might add, entitled, If You Don't Let It In, You Don't Have to Get It Out. If you don't let it in, you don't have to get it out. This is talking about thoughts, of course. The authors explain that trying to suppress an unwanted thought just doesn't work. The author Dostoevsky once said, quote, Try to pose for yourself this task, not to think of a polar bear, and you will see that the cursed thing will come to mind every minute. You might remember that Elder Packer likened our mind to a stage with actors and said we needed to find a way to prevent those actors from taking over our stage. In the words of the authors of the new study I just quoted, we need to preempt those actors, channel them in a new direction. Elder Packer suggested that we think of a favorite hymn. So let's just say that Elder Packer was way ahead of his time. He did not recommend that we try to suppress unwanted thoughts. He urged us to redirect our thoughts so that we would preempt the negative thought from taking hold of us. Toward the end of her life, my mother had dementia. 
a very, I might add, difficult disease to deal with. One day, a gerontologist taught me something invaluable about how to care for my mom. She said this, when she gets fixated, when your mom gets fixated on a negative thought, don't try to change your mind. Just redirect her to another thought. End quote. So one day, while she was staying at my home, my mom got fixated on returning to her home. I walked in and she says, I want to go home. I need to go home. I want to go home now. I knew it would not help for me to say, uh, well, mom, you, you can't go home because there's no one to care for you there. That would be me trying to correct, or in the words of the neuroscientist, suppress her thought. So I said, Mom, would you like to go to the store? She immediately brightened up, got out of her chair, and followed me to the car. As we drove away from my home, she said, Oh, look at those beautiful mountains. Her, her mood was totally changed, simply by changing her environment, changing her direction of what she was doing. So the initial compulsion to return to her home, it had vanished. Her thoughts turned to something else, and she was no longer troubled by the negative thought that had been pestering her. In Elder Packer's words, the unwanted actor had left the stage. In a previous episode, I emphasized how important it is to extinguish negative self-talk. I believe that these thoughts are among the most pernicious we have to deal with. And by the way, very interesting. I don't know exactly why, but more listeners downloaded that particular episode on its first day than any other episode I've ever published. So apparently it struck a nerve with a lot of people. In that episode, I talk about reframing, turning a negative thought into a positive one. Reframing is akin to redirecting. When an unwanted thought makes an appearance, we need to redirect ourselves just as I redirected my mom. No suppression, just preemption. I like that author Berglund's summary. This is what he said toward the end of his article. Quote, when proactively clearing my mind of an unwanted thought, I don't forcibly try to keep it out. Instead, I accept that unwanted thoughts will always be floating around in my head and don't waste mental energy trying to stop them from ever intruding. Instead, if an unwanted thought surfaces, I casually nudge it away from being the focus of my attention and think about something else, end quote. He makes it sound quite easy, but I believe that the ability to reframe and redirect our thoughts is a skill, and we know how we can improve a skill. We have to practice it. So here's my invitation to you today. As you practice the skill of preemption, the ability to redirect our thoughts, try the following techniques to see what works best for you. So when an unwanted thought appears, number one, I call it, I've got four things, redirect, reframe, preempt, and imagine. So number one, redirect. Immediately think of something else. I once had an MRI, and as I was being sucked into the tube, anticipating the insidious jackhammer sound, if you've ever had that happen, it's amazing, pounding all around me, the technician said, okay, it's time to think of your happy place. So, so if you have a happy place, Go there immediately when an unwanted thought appears. Let that happy place, let that thing take over. Number two, reframe. Turn the negative thought into a positive one and let the negative one evaporate. Talk yourself out of the negative thought. This is the reframing that I talked about in the last episode about extinguishing negative self-talk. 
Number three, preempt. Prevent negative thoughts from taking over your frontal cortex or your mental stage as Elder Packer taught. Basically the same thing. We have this frontal cortex. It's very active. Thoughts are always popping around in it. And we have to find ways to prevent the negative thought from taking over that part of our brain. So we do this by looking at something else, listening to something else, or doing something else. When negative thoughts start to take over, you could let your physical body take over and go exercise, for example. Anything to let go of the unwanted thought. Number four, imagine. And this goes back to what I've talked about before about free the moral imagination. What could be more effective in redirecting and preempting than freeing our moral imagination so that we can envision something that lifts us up when we have a thought that is trying to pull us down? So imagine an activity, a positive event, some positive experience you've had, and let that positive image, those feelings you had with that experience or event, take over and let the negative thought go. That brings us to the scripture I've mentioned before, and we'll probably mention again, let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. This verse has taken on new meaning for me. I believe it's clear that the Lord knew that we would have unwanted thoughts floating around in our head from time to time. He was not saying that a negative thought made us an evil person. I believe he was saying in this verse that we need to build up a bank of good thoughts so that we will have somewhere to redirect our negative thoughts and let them go. My hope is that something in this episode will help you or someone you know build up that bank of good thoughts and that we will all keep practicing the skills of redirecting, reframing, preempting, and imagining. I am confident that if we do this, we will get better at it, and better, and better. This is the way I believe the Lord wants us to focus on the good and let the negative or unwanted thought go. I hope this has been helpful, and we will see you in the next episode.